Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 129 of Material. I am one of your hosts, Russell Ivanovich. I am one of your hosts, Andy Anatko. I am another one of your hosts, Z's, Florence Ion. <laughs> so together, we hosts. are three hosts. Yes, it's like that Voltron thing. If you click us together, probably nothing happens actually, but it'd be cool if we formed like a giant robot thing that could defeat other giant robot things. Just, just an idea I'm going to throw you away. Uh, my reference went to Captain Planet. He's the hero <gasps> yes, who takes then pollution we have down to zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I was um, I was gonna go Pacific Rim, where like the three of us are like inside the head wow. of the Jaeger, and like two of us are controlling it, and any one time one of us is in the back, like on, have us having a smoke break or at the vending machine having a having a coke or something. <laughs> I would be me at the vending machine with a Snickers in my mouth, not doing anything. I'm sorry, I'm useless in this situation. Um, it's okay. I I came to terms with it a long ago that I'd be the first to go in a zombie invasion. Oh man! Just I, I tell you right now because we've daylight savings has moved us around and whatever. So for those that don't know, obviously, Flo, oh wait, you have it now. You just no, no. got it. No, no, I got to tell you. Oh. Got to tell you this really, really short story. I'm sorry. Um, so Flo and Andy are in the US, so they record during their night time. Oh, yes. I'm in Australia, so I used to co- record first thing in the morning. But as daylight savings keeps changing, it's now 12:30 p.m. So just around lunchtime, and I don't eat before the podcast. I don't know why. I always just forget. And so by 12.30, I am so starving. And I tell you what, if there was a zombie apocalypse, I'd be dead by three. Like if there's no food around, that's it. It's it's over. Hmm. Well, well, also, I mean, the, it wouldn't, it's like uh, you'd probably be like the, if they were smart, you'd be like the last person they'd eat, at least inside the room. Because it's like if, I, if you got me after like a diner meal, it's like a turkey with stuffing or oh even like God. a turducken sort of thing. <laughs> What what how 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 sad would it be to be the one zombie to get the guy who didn't eat all day? It's like oh, there's there's no pie in here. I'm used to like pancakes or something. In the, oh, I mean I'll eat it, but something to look forward to when we all become zombies is uh, the <laughs> chewed food that we'll be enjoying yep. after the fact. Mm, so suffice this. to say, at the end of 2017, I spent a lot of time dreaming about a better place, and I sometimes mean... that better place is a zombie apocalyptic future i i gotta say you americans are obsessed with zombies we don't quite have the same obsession here i don't know if europeans we don't have do as not. many tv shows about it as no, we do just, you mean on in constant thing. rotation it's like we don't have the whole thing like where's your bunker and how many guns do you Which have is and funny where do you put your food i'm like what i would Why? imagine down there we all say like oh the australia the aussies they're very rugged uh they they live a you know they live an outdoorsy life they're so different than us <laughs> Uh, and, <laughs> and, and then you look at but, the map of Australia and it's like the concentration of the entire population is just huddled along the coast and there's like five people that live <laughs> inland. But we do like that reputation. That's what we like to export. Well, we figured you guys would be fearing that the same as us, but I guess you wouldn't because you already live with things in the outdoors and we're just You don't have to make here. these things up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who needs humans to kill you? I mean, that's what the wildlife is for. I wish it were that simple. <laughs> again <laughs> <laughs> we we should get to our, our first topic though um android 8.1 do you have it yeah i get Yay. it let's see i don't know let me check last week i don't think either of you had it but i did because i was special yep yep i got i got it like a few <sighs> days ago oh and he's got it you always rub it in you always rub it in with being special uh, let's see system oh 8.1.0 so does this mean yes. that i have i would say hmm. so Let's see, because I ch- I checked yesterday, and where would I find it? <gasps> there they are. Ah, <laughs> uh, Flo has the new see? AR stickers. I finally got them. There Yay! you go. 
<laughs> oh, hooray! So okay. Have, have yeah. either of you had a chance to play with it? So for people that don't know what we're talking about, um, uh, it's it's funny. One of the he- the headline features of 8.1, all the Google developers are like, yeah, we worked really hard on RAM and memory and blah, blah, blah. And people are like, oh, there's stickers in my camera app. If you go, look at this, yeah. look at this Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not not just stickers. It's like that. That's that's like early 2017 technology. We're on the cusp of late 2017 here. We're talking augmented reality uh, stickers now that we've got AR core as part of the update, or rather, I no, I think I got that a couple days later, 8.1, and then uh, the Google Play Store told me you've got AR core and AR stickers ready for you. But the but who cares about the tech stuff because you can just be like taking a picture and you're looking through the live viewfinder and you decide, you know what, this picture of my grandma holding their uh, the, the latest grandchild for the very first time needs it needs a BB-8 droid rolling around this the, rolling around the chair around them and making squeak squeak noises and. You just go into the. (laughs) Sorry, I just made this. (laughs) Flow's written flow rules on a desk. Flow rules in AR. I love this already. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I I gotta say, I'm so, uh, yeah. So now, so now you've got like the big, like billboard letters, flow rules, like on, on your table, but I have to put it everywhere. (laughs) I I haven't even gotten that deep. It's like, after realizing that I can have like a full size all terrain armored transport, like from Star Wars, just again in the background behind a diner, like, I, I have not gotten so far as to see what are, what are the non Star Wars augmented reality things in here. I got a I posted something on Instagram that made all my iPhone friends kind of jealous because yes, I was wait, good I, job. I'd ordered <laughs> yes I'd ordered pancakes. My pancakes had yet to arrive. I, re- I remembered that oh I got AR kit uh, I got AR core on my phone this morning, and so I just shot and posted a video of BB-8 and a and a stormtrooper on the counter. Next to like my Coke and the the salt and the pepper, interacting and holding, and then you can just zoom right zoom right in and like hold the camera right close to the stormtrooper's face, and he sort of looks at you as like, "What are you doing?" And should I shoot you? And then you back. It's it's quite a scene, man. I'm quite um, I'm quite Ron I'm quite happy Richards with it. Totally fooled me. So he sent an aloe yesterday morning, and you know I checked it like first. You know you're like blurry eyed, and you're like, "Who messaged me?" from the East Coast in the morning. Um, or, I, or I guess for you, Andy, it's who messaged me from the UK or something. Uh, time zones. Um, and it was the stormtrooper on the at the uh, train platform in New York City. And I did not, like, I didn't read the news. So I was just like, oh, it's just some weirdo in New York City dressed in a stormtrooper outfit. Like, obviously, it's New York City. Like, it's the city. People do these things. Big deal, Ron. We get it. You're excited for Star Wars. <laughs> I get it. And then I and then I opened the show doc later in the day t- to study it up for all about Android. And it was like, oh, that was Ron's <laughs> video uh, that he made. But that is just a testament to how to how like good it looks when you send it as like a message in an aloe. It was pretty believable, especially yeah. because that image is kind of smaller. So you're not seeing it in like the camera window where maybe you could see, you know, its edges. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say, Flo, um, so this happened to me as well. Like we have uh, we have this ongoing group conversation with where I'm building a house. So it's our site supervisor and my wife and myself. We're kind of in there like discussing problems and stuff. And because it starts with my wife's name, I hate this about group messaging, but I sometimes drop the wrong like pictures and stuff in there. So I, I took a picture of myself with a stormtrooper. I've dropped that in. I'm like, my wife's like, what are you doing? That, that's not our chat. That's, I'm like, oh, no, I've just sent that to my building site <laughs> supervisor. Well done, Russell, point one. So, but his first thing, because he's he's not a tech guy, he, he doesn't know like what's what's yeah. new and what's like AR or whatever. So he, he just asked 
asked me how was the movie because I think he assumed that I'm standing in the cinema, you know, at the midnight launch or whatever with nice. a stormtrooper. And I'm like, ah, oh, he thinks I'm actually at the movie with this person. I'm like, oh, that's that's not a bad recovery. That's that's pretty good. And <laughs> like you say, the 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 resolution that the actual photo is taken in is not that high. It looks like it's made for video, but the fact that it is that lower resolution makes it far more believable. Like you actually, it actually looks like there's a stormtrooper in the room with me. I thought thought it was really cool. I'll, I'll post that picture in the show notes as well if people want to check it out. And there's sound, by the way, so you can when you have the volume up. Like uh, I had the ATAT in front of me, and I heard the shooting of the lasers, Beep like you. it was the Battle of Hoth. <laughs> so it was it was very immersive. Um, this is super fun. This is super fun. I need to see where I could like what billboards I could put flow rules, and like I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and fool some people this holiday season. Yeah. No, but I, I, that's oh god! I'm gonna. I hope that they continue to do fun things with this, particularly with like licensed things. Like because if I if I could get let's say that the let's say that the estate of of Prince decided oh. to we, we got we have a new compilation we really need to promote it let's have an AR Prince and it's just like Prince from any oh, of three different like the purple the purple rain Prince let's say and he'll just and he won't be doing anything like weird we're not you know we're just within the within the tolerance of bandwidth of weirdness for prince he'll just be again mingling in your video of your friend eating drinking coffee but behind him he's just there's prince just being prince ripping out a solo i again it would it's, it's better than it's a hologram at coachella where only like children can see it <laughs> sorry to anybody only children who believe. <laughs> and, and, I'm sorry for the shade. Yeah, no, it is really cool, and from a developer point of view, because we've heard a lot from our iOS friends about how good AR kit is and how the camera has been calibrated to track the bloody blah blah and to millimeters of precision. I got to say, I didn't have high expectations for the Android version because I'm like, surely they don't have the same tolerances in the Pixel or whatever. You whip this thing out, it instantly recognizes like the table, the ground, whatever. You move move around the objects in the room, and the the tracking is you know as good if not better than what I've seen with like some of the stuff on iOS. So. It's off to the engineers, yeah, that, that pulled this Tango. off. It's, it's amazing. I feel like it's faster than yeah. Tango, or at least like what I've played with on the Lenovo Fab 2s. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. It's just on a regular device, like obviously made by Google, well, but, but still. The processor in this Pixel is the highest end right now, so... <laughs> Well, even uh, even on my Pixel different. version one, it's very very good. Yeah. It, it it only starts to choke when I I got it, it, the Alterian Armors transport port in the parking lot worked fine. R two was hole. pretty much fine <laughs> when I tried to add like a stormtrooper who hopefully would chase after R two around the at at. That's when the frame rate started to really lag behind. But you wanted too much, Andy. <laughs> you wanted too much <laughs> too soon. Too far. You can't do it like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to be having a lot of fun with those. Yeah, definitely. I think over the holiday yeah. break is the perfect time to release something else. <laughs> and Star Wars is just one of those franchises. I'm, I'm sorry if you don't like it, but you're probably in the tiny, 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 tiny minority because people just love Star Wars. Like it's like you can drop those characters in there, especially the robots. They're so lovable. Like they're just running around your house and stuff. It's cool. Who's going to see it this week? Of us, I have to ask. Yeah, I have to. I have to see it this week. <laughs> I am too. I'm going Thursday night. Tomorrow night. I just, I just feel like not a, a I'm excited to see PM. it, but, but also, also I feel as though if I don't see it, 
uh, I'm going to have to like not use the internet for a very I, long yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. But also I just, Mark, okay, this is not the Star Wars podcast, but <laughs> I love Mark Hamill. Be, just as be. an aside, maybe, maybe a pet project someday, Andy. <laughs> we should do a whole Star Wars podcast or just where we geek out over everything Star Wars. I reckon we'd be the only I, Star Wars podcast on the internet. That must be really rare. It's very unpopular, it's unknown very like unpopular series. genre. Like Nobody Star. talks about Star Wars. Is there like a war in the stars? I don't understand. Doesn't it get hot standing on the sun? Does, did Russell just make the worst joke ever? Yes, he did. Um, there is, I, I've got a bit of a, I've got a bit of a downer for you. So someone's put this into oh, our show note. That um, show notes is that um, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but you go to the Google Play Store um, and you look at an app and you wonder how popular is this app. And in, in most stores you can't tell, but in the Google Play Store, if you scroll to the bottom, you'll actually see it gives you the rough amount of installs. So I found an app just yesterday that ripped off Pocket Cast completely, took our logo, called itself Pocket Cast Tips or something. And I'm like, oh no, like. We need to get this taken down. But I scroll down the bottom and it says downloads 50 to 100. I'm like, well, at least not many people fell for this. That's good to know. Um, It does get a little bit depressing if you're a fan of Essential Phone though because you go to the Essential Phone camera app in the store, you scroll to the bottom and you think, oh, I wonder how many things of uh, phones, you know, Essential are sold. And it tells you that, you know, this thing's only had 50,000 downloads. And you're like, oh, that's a bit sad. Yeah. This was, this was, uh, I I posted that there was some, Android police use this, Use this tip that occasionally comes up when there's hardware uh, and realize that the essential camera, as soon as you connect it to a Google account, the first thing it does is update the update the camera app. And in, in the article, they explain why they think this is super, super accurate and not just people, the number of people who decided that the stock, the the camera app as as installed is perfectly fine, but I don't think I'll check for an update. No, they, they're saying that if it's only been downloaded 50,000 times, it's almost certain that it's close to 50,000. That's basically a rounding error. That's a, that's how many, like when they cleaned the iPhone factory at the at the end of the month, when they check, when they like sweep the sweep the floor and they find like cigarette butts and paper clips, that's roughly how many I, the iPhones they also sweep up that got, you know, fell under a desk or something. That's unfortunate i think for for essential yeah and i, I don't i don't mean to sound glib about it like it is it is kind of sad to see like this startup yeah, company it's because it's, it's a it's a great phone they've got a great idea they've got a great point of view i hope that they decide that okay the generation was one was a test run we've proven that we can build these things and support them and now next year we will sell them like hotcakes but then again, consider the market that it came out against. I mean, consider the yeah. hype of everything that was coming out after the essential phone. I don't, uh, you know, and I also think maybe, I think there's just, there's two things going on. First of all, it came against a backdrop of very impressive hardware. Like there's just so much good stuff out right now. This is the year that all the phones came out and they were pretty much like worth them. A lot of them were I'd say about, I'm just going to say roughly 80%, let's say, were maybe worth the money this year, right? Like whatever uh, whatever price tier they were in. And the flagships especially, and there were so many flagships that came out in the last couple of months. Like uh, it's, you know, we had the OnePlus 5 and then we had the OnePlus 5T and then we had the Note 8 and then we had the Galaxy S8 was discounted and then we had the G6 and the V30 this year. And so, you know, there's just like all this great stuff that was out. And with the beginning price that this phone had, people, I feel like a lot of people maybe still stuck to that number that was 700 bucks in the beginning. 
Who else is going to be reading all the price reductions except those of us that are, you know, following along with the industry every day? Uh, and also, you know, they really put a lot of onus on selling the man behind the phone and not the phone that mm. the man was trying to bring to the world. And I think that was kind of a bummer because I think there's a lot of there's a lot of um, there's a lot of parts of their philosophy of what they're trying to do. And they have racked up a lot of really talented people there. And um, let's just give them another year. Plus, this was a really hard year for like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, in general this was just a very hard year a lot of people were too sad to shop for phones i think you can make that you can make oh that no statement. no no quite the contrary i would say <laughs> some of us really reveled in True. our material possessions to help bring us some joy which is why i had a lot of new phones this year yeah yeah i feel like they learned a lot of manufacturing lessons as well they had a lot of trouble um, getting it in stock early, the, some of the colors and things that they promised were like quite late. Like it, I, I know it's easy twenty twenty hindsight and give people manufacturing tips when I know zero about manufacturing. But had they had the whole thing ready to go in stock in all the different colors with like the marketing campaign behind it, maybe they would have sold two, three, four times as much. Who knows? Like the, it's still a tough market. I get exactly what you're saying, Flo. Like even if they did absolutely everything right, it probably wouldn't have been a gangbuster phone anyway. But they did. They did kind of shoot themselves in the foot a little bit as well in the in the early days. There's also a question of the marketing of the thing. I mean, how much, how, how big a percentage of your entire budget has to be devoted to just making people aware that this thing exists? Uh, and I can't think of anywhere other than, other than the tech press that I saw anything about the, the Essential Phone. I mean, it's, it's a startup company. They're probably not going to have enough money to do bus ads or TV ads and stuff like that. But I wasn't even online and saw uh, ads for the Essential Phone except for in places that happen to be uh, – except for within just like reviews of the Essential Phone itself. So maybe next year they're going to say, great, now we know how much money we should not spend, which is the small amount that we spent on marketing it this year. I was, I was actually surprised myself it did, while we were talking. I had to do a Google search to see, oh, well, was it only available through the like Essential Phone store? And like at least in the U.S., you can get it through Amazon, you can get it even through Best Buy. And That's like an actual – Yeah, and they probably you know, Sprint. And the Sprint stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah so but Sprint – Can't blame that. But then <laughs> okay, Sprint <laughs> had the iPhone. No, no, no. But then Sprint had the iPhone to show off. And that's going to – that's the commercials yeah. that are on the, – the, that's the commercials on all the big cable networks. Um you know, that's, that's the thing you, that's how you know what your carrier has. And that's how you know what phones are. That's still how, you know, is those ads that show up on the TV. Yeah. And not only that, but this ties in perfectly to our next story, which we're going to tease you with just before we go to an ad break. But this phone didn't appear in any of the top Google searches for anything, but some other phones did. And you get to find out oh. about what those are very soon. Oh. But first, first, I have to tell you about our first sponsor, which is Squarespace. And this episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. You can enter the offer code Material at checkout to get 10% off your uh, first purchase. So Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates and more. Um, maybe you want to create an online store. Maybe you want to create a portfolio. Maybe you just want to blog. Um, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do that. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. They handle all that. Squarespace has it covered. Uh, they have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need help and they let you quickly and easily grab the domain that, that you want. So Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month. Uh, you can start today with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com and when you decide to sign up, 
you want to use the offer code material to support our show and get 10% off your first purchase. Uh, and we want to thank Squarespace so much for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Hooray! And yeah, so uh, as as uh, as Google does every year, they posted a list category by category of their of the most popular or trending topics in a whole bunch of categories. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just know it because... sorry, I just can't contain it. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, as as you can as you can guess, a lot of people were. And a lot of topics were searched for because they're terribly awful. And I think people are trying to convince themselves that it weren't quite as awful as what they heard about, only to be realize that, oh, no, it is much more awful. Thank you, Google, for find, helping me find out exactly how awful this person truly turned out to be. They actually, the, the, with the exception of uh, the, the, they, if you go to uh, this page on Google, which we will link to in the show notes, they will actually, they're actually breaking it down by category. Number three in people uh, category is Nadia Tofa. Which was great because the other names were Kevin Spacey and Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein and Matt Lauer. So we're like, hey, a name I don't even recognize. Awesome. This is uh, there's a story about her at Newsweek, by the way, which uh, I am actually going to post into the chat just so we can. Yeah, basically, basically explain. Well, actually, basically ex- explaining that uh, who she is. She's an Italian TV presenter. That same Newsweek article says uh, she is an Italian TV presenter on the Italian satirical current affairs program Le Lene. In November, Tofa falsely reported a dangerous nuclear experiment was due to take place under Italy's Gran Sasso Mountain. Tofa's report was roundly dismissed and deemed meritless, and the presenter received widespread condemnation in her native country. The Il Post newspaper said Tofa, Tofa told viewers. The alleged experiment, quote, could cause water pollution and radioactive contamination. Tofa also claimed the impact of the nuclear testing could rival the effect of the Fukushima nuclear disaster in 2011, uh, which you hear satirical TV show. Oh, gosh, wasn't it foolish that people fell for this? No, there actually was some sort of experiment going on. And apparently she was part of a supporter of some sort of political organization that was against this. And so... Naughty, but don't, wasn't it great when there's be like a, a, a famous TV presenter or figure, there's a scandal and you're like, oh no, you mean that like they, they, they were using like the company plane for personal flights and oh man, she, they, she, he, she, she used the F word. Oh no. I hope, I hope, I don't know if she'll be able to recover from this. I hope they give her a second chance and not, oh God, the name of that, that writer that I really like is a trending topic on Twitter. I really don't want to find out why he's a trending topic on Twitter. <laughs> well, Meghan Markle uh, made a lot of these lists. Uh, bless her, because she's now going into go. the royal family. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, you know, who doesn't love a wedding? Who doesn't love a wedding, right? I just learned who Meghan Johnny Markle Carson, is. Johnny Carson, am I right? <laughs> that's no, that's one for your over 40s out there. To spend Christmas Day with the Queen, Prince Harry's fiance to undergo security. Oh, I now know who this is. Well, there you go. Yeah, you I, don't I, know. I, it's your queen. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah. If, if they find out, they're going to kick me out of this country. Like, I'm sorry, Your Majesty. Didn't mean to uh, cause any insult. After, after they kick you out of England into Australia, if they kick you out of Australia, where do they send you? Tasmania. Which I know people are going to write in. They'll be like, "That's actually part of Australia, Russell." It's not. Just trust me. It's not. In a lot of maps, people draw Australia. They just leave Tasmania off the bottom. It's it's down there with New Zealand. Like it's it's pretty much its own country. Uh, 
fun. I think this is going to be fun for all the parents out there. Uh, the number one how to globally that people searched for on Google was how to make slime, which oh. I can attest was a thing in this house two years ago. By the way, I don't have children. And yes, I just outed my husband. Uh, yeah. So did you know Elmer? Elmer's glue apparently really is the base for slime. Uh, the second one was how to make solar eclipse glasses. So I'm really glad people were out there protecting uh, their irises. Number three, how to buy Bitcoin. Um, too little, too late, buddies. Uh, yeah, you might, have, you might have missed that one. <laughs> if you look at the graphs that of that one. thing, you're like, damn it, you, you might have missed that trend. Uh, let's see. There are, I mean, of course, the the topics go sad. I mean, we kind we can kind of look over like the people we who have passed this year. Uh, rest in peace, Tom Petty, Chester Bennington, Chris Cornell, Bill Paxton. Um, also, we can look at the memes, which is also sad in its own right because the number one meme is the "Cash Me Outside" girl. I can't believe the Elf on the Shelf wasn't wasn't number one. This comes in at number three. Oh wow, it's killed? number three globally yeah. for the year. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't even know that What in Tarnation was a meme. It was, I, it was something that I thought that Foghorn Leghorn said. What? I said, what? Is that What in Tarnation? <laughs> what in Tarnation, boy? That's where I learned that word is from. Smart boy about a shop as a bowling ball. Yeah, see? <laughs> there's, still, there's some fun to be had here. I'm really excited about the recipe section because. I was just about to yeah. say yeah, that. I was about to. Because same, can, same head. Coming at, <laughs> I, I want each of us to try this. Coming in at number three is. Yes. Uh, Pogacha Tarifi, maybe? Turkish bread recipe. Turkish bread recipe. And I love um, Turkish bread. I just want to put it out there. Number it's five the is Kek Tarifi. I, I did a Google image search for it. It seems to be some sort of like round roll and you score the top kind of like a piece of French bread and you sprinkle poppy seeds or something on top of that. Oh, yeah. Or some that's kind like of the typical. Stuff. That's like the bread that you buy at like the Middle Eastern bakery. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Probably, probably, oh, that what, stuff what, is bomb what? with a little salami in the middle. Can, can I ask? <laughs> can I ask though? Who's what's the excuse at number one recipe? Chicken breast. <laughs> Listen, college like, students out there need to learn really how to make cook? chicken breasts in the microwave <laughs> in their dorms. It's like, I mean, I mean, French toast number four. I get that because you 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 figure it's a, you, you can sort of figure out what the components are, but you maybe don't know. It's like chicken breast. It's you have to hunt chicken. A chicken. It was, you get it was chicken. Basically, they they hatch at least like halfway done, halfway cooked. <laughs> Okay, all you got to do is just, you know, wait. If they were born with a pop-up timer, that's the only way a chicken breast could be easier to cook. Oh, poor chickens. Poor, yeah, it's like, why are you so tasty? If there is a, the, the, I, I, always, I always thought that that must be the hard conversation, like especially a lobster to have to the kid saying, I don't want to break this to you, but we, we were born pretty much be eaten by kids because I want you to understand that, that eaten, by, eaten by humans, so I want you to understand that we have no internal bones to pick through. We cooking us is a one-step process of boiling, and we change color when we're done. Do I need to explain to you that, that we were born here for a purpose? I need you to accept this purpose and embrace it. <laughs> hey, fun fact on this list: um, when you search for country, so topics by country. So I just went to United States. Um, I will check to see. Australia as well. But there is a section for activations, uh, parentheses, protests, uh, what people have searched for. 
Number one, NFL national anthem protests. Number two, Charlottesville protests. Number three, Boston free speech rally. I am very, I am very curious to see if this is, let's see, Australia, if it has the same. Did you guys have any protests? What are the Aussies? Oh, we got a lot of stuff to protest, but I have uh, to tell you why you're looking for that flow. I love the last two what is is in Australia. What is a publican? Because we're like, what is a publican? And the the fifth one is what is kafifi? Because we're Australians and we're like, what the hell is everybody going uh, on about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry we did that. That was That's all you guys. That's my country. That That's was my you. country. We did that to you. Uh, this is fascinating. You ever, ever heard of a kafifi, mate? What the heck's a kafifi? No idea, mate. No idea. <laughs> Um, number one car brand is Ford. Thank you, America. Number two is Lexus. Thank you, Japan. <laughs> um, calories. They also have most searches by calories. Number one being unicorn frappuccino. Number two being a Grand Mac, which I'm assuming is for McDonald's. Hmm. I, I got to give you one last if Australian a- one. Number two in the Y um, section. Why is Club Penguin shutting down? I'm still wondering that same question, fellow Australians. What Why is, is Club Penguin Club shutting down? Penguin. I, I like this. I like this other category in Australian. Uh, it's basically: did, is this was this venomous? Is this venomous? <laughs> how do I get the venom out of this? Is there an anti-venom as for this? As you were this? saying earlier, how, how long left to live once this thing has bit me? Um, as nice we were saying graph. earlier. Uh, there's a consumer tech section under the United States as well, which I think will be very, very relevant to our listeners. Uh, so let's do this. We'll do the top five. Number one is the iPhone 8. Number two is the iPhone 10. Do you Number reckon that's because people the, were com- confused about those two? They're like, what is the difference? I bet you it is because what's the difference between? And that's that's why that one came up. I mean, I, I can't imagine this is pumped out of a machine because I feel like this is a, well, I'm sure there's a little editorializing on this as well, but number three is Nintendo switch. Number four is the galaxy S eight. So there you go, Samsung. Uh, once again, Samsung being whole waving the Android flag for all of us. Uh, and number five, most interestingly is the razor phone. <laughs> so guys, they love to yeah. say it's the two and two of these phones are, are Nokia phones, uh, the Nokia thirty three hundred for heaven's sake. Are you looking at Australia or United oh, States? Oh, Australia. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm looking. At, I'm looking at the world. I'm sorry, the world one. But I've. But it's. I mean, globally. I mean, it's just even globally. It's like. Uh, is uh, are you look? Are is there any list in which uh, one of the Google uh, Pixel phones is on this list? Yeah, uh, consumer te- consumer tech for United States. It's okay, in the top for United 10. States. Okay. Because in the world, again, you super, keep scrolling. Super tech in the world, yeah. You're, you're <laughs> eight of these ten are are, are 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 phones. None of them are Google phones. So we we could sort of maybe guess that it's because people already know all about the pixels. I mean, they don't they don't have to search for it. You know, huh, it's like the Google. iPhone eight, the iPhone ten. No one knows about anything about that stuff. So they, Apple's they, the very marketing secretive, failed. even with its exactly. Consumers. <laughs> It's customers. Um, I want to just I I just want to say I really appreciate that Google also included um, Spanish the Spanish speaking populace in their search terminology. Um, so they included a section for Como in the United States, uh, equipos de fútbol. So for uh, those who follow soccer, que es uh, películas. So just kind of like to to show. I really like that because it it's showing that the United States, you know 
Spanish is essentially our second language. Hello, we're bordered with Mexico here and we've got South America under us. So there's a lot of Spanish speakers here. And I love that Google included this because who are the people that are Googling from United States IP addresses? It is Spanish speaking (laughs) people. So this is stuff that they were looking for. So I think that's cool. I'm very curious. um, I'm going to search, let you guys talk, but I'm going to see if there's any, like if they do other languages in other countries that are bilingual. Yeah, the, the thing I love, I've gone to the Brazilian one here. The thing I love there is you can see um, some of the trends for what phones are popular over there that Brazil. aren't necessarily in the US. So you've got the Moto G5 yeah. at number four. You've got the Moto G5 Plus at number five, which I guess the two of the more affordable phones that are still like really good phones. It's it's cool to see them in there. Let's let's go let's go to our home country. So I've got the Czechoslovakian trending, uh, which was a bad thing for me to do because I can't really understand most of it. But <laughs> but Kevin Spacey, Nikki Lauda, Emmanuel Macron, LP, and Eddie Murphy. I don't think I have to do Google Translate to figure out who, who they are. Ooh, Jack. The number three Jack is Jack Volet. J A K. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, I'm, re- I'm regretting doing this. I'm, I'm looking at, I, I'm looking at TV series here in uh, Serbia, Andy, where I'm originally from, and the number one TV series is, I think it roughly translates to the person who killed my dad. I'm like, that must be a fun TV series. <laughs> you, you know, we had hard times. Uh, our people have had hard times. Uh, speaking of my, our people, uh, the Romanians, the number one search term for what is is. Or for how is how to make slime? Also, in Romania. Oh my <laughs> I god! Love I love the slime. Everybody <laughs> the slime loves the slime. Slime is taking over the world, literally. <laughs> well, because it's oh. fun. I, I I have to admit that I felt a little bit cheated knowing that all of these are common items that were like in my parents' pantries and 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 garages all of my childhood. I could have been wallowing in slime, literally instead of just figuratively, all through my childhood. I would love if I could also break this down by state. I would like to see what Californians are searching for versus, uh, you know, New Yorkers versus No, it's, it's the United States of America flow. They're no, all the we same. are not all one entity. They're all the same. That's what the United States I mean, we are means. one entity, but then we're not one entity, but I don't know. They keep confusing us. Is it state? Is it federal? What do you want me to there do? Must, there, must be, there must be a way that we could write like a web app that was basically, it's just a Google, it's like a search box that, that, uh, that comes after the sentence, Please reinforce my stereotypes about, and then you say people from Bostonians. It's true, <laughs> and it will it will give you like news stories of like drunken college students and about traffic tie-ups <laughs> and what jerks like all the Patriots fans are and how the Patriots always cheat. Nothing but if you if you need if you just don't know why you hate people from Boston but you need justifications, we will give you verified <laughs> reasons. We will we will support you in your hatred of whatever group this is. No matter hey, what. Hey, same group for is. Californians, man. We. Are we are just so laissez-faire over here? You're also very flammable. That's I, we're worried we about you. We are also because very flammable because it doesn't rain. We don't get any water, <laughs> so it just everything erupts in flames. All right, uh, and then when we do right. get water, it fills up so much it breaks the dams. So anyway, 
I really appreciate that Google put this together for everybody. I appreciate that they separated by country. I love this sort of thing. And quite frankly, I'm here for all the end of the year roundups. Uh, I need the YouTube pop, like the pop music one. The top 40 one is next. You know, I think it's that guy. He like mixes them every year. He makes like that one long pop music mix. Like I'm always (laughs) looking forward to that. Um, I don't know. What else is Bing going to release search terms? I don't know. Does anybody use Bing anymore? I don't know. (laughs) Never heard of it. The funny thing is, um, we've had this is the first year ever. I think we've had Pocket Cast support requests where people are like, "Can I have a Pocket Cast top of like?" To, I'm like, "Damn, I wish we actually recorded more information about you because I don't have enough information to put one of those together. I got no idea what you've been listening to. I, I wish like. I recorded more information about you." <laughs> but next year, next year we're going to store everything, <laughs> and then we'll be able to put together a best of 2018. Don't you worry about it. Then we're going to algorithm the heck out of you. <laughs> We only have how many times you go use the bathroom based on when you use Pocket Class Cast the most of the most clusters. We just we just never wanted to violate your privacy by tracking what podcast you're listening to. Andy, that's next. You realize that. Like that is next, next cuz soon they're going to map our houses now. and then I'd they're going to know where the that, bathrooms yeah. are. <laughs> it's happening. It's uh, really I, happening. I, I have to ask you too uh, about this next story that's in our lineup. Um, how do we feel about the word? And I'm just going to put it out there. Apsperiment. I'm just doing some apsperiment. Oh, did, did, did you just say asperiment? <laughs> I think you just said asperiment. <laughs> asperiment. Asperiment. Yeah. I, yeah. See, uh, <laughs> I'm shaking my head. <laughs> yeah. The, the the Google research blog posted a few like cool, interesting little like photo apps. Which, and they ruined the whole thing by referring to them as an app experiment, A P P S P E R I M E N T, which I, 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 maybe they're gaming the system. They know that, again, people will be making experiment jokes, and that's how people will tell each other about it. It becomes its own self propagating meme. I don't, I, I've never, I have to say that I, I've, I think the last time I was this disappointed in, 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 in the English language by the commutation of a word like this was when I heard the word advertorial. That was not not only is it a horrible concept, it's it. Uh, there's a point which you can't even call it a sequence of, of vowels. It's no. Uh, but, but, but they say that they say that uh, according to the Google research blog about these three apps, they say that they these apps. To show off all the research they're doing, they rely on object recognition, person segmentation, which sounds nasty, uh, stylization algorithms, efficient image encoding and decoding technologies, and I'm going to switch to the condescending voice, and perhaps most importantly, fun. I think someone. And that's when you know, people this, like this. this training video is going to be nothing. <laughs> no, is going to be no fun whatsoever. Well, basically what you're doing is testing out Google's machine learning, but in a really fun and relatable way, which relatable is tossing your pictures through it and getting everything getting everything that way. So we have Storyboard as the first one, which takes your videos and turns them into single-page comic layouts entirely on the device. So this is just to show like how that machine is just grinding away. It is recognizing the outline of your body. It is recognizing that you are a person, you are a subject in this video, and it is making you a subject of your own comic strip. And you're going to sell it to Marvel and you're going to make so much money. And in my case, probably be played by Patton Oswalt, not by someone cool. Not by by Helmsworth. 
Who's the guy who plays Wolverine? He's, he's welcome to play me in the comic. That's fine. Hugh Jackman. Hugh he's Jackman. One of, there you go. One of yeah, yours. Yeah. He's an RC. Or the guy uh, that plays Thor. Also, he's, he's also pretty damn hot if he wants oh, to play me. He, welcome. More he's than also welcome. RC, I think. He is. I just um, keep mentioning Australians because I love it. Sorry, keep going, Flo. Uh, Selfissimo <laughs> is the next one. That's actually and a that's good name. Exc- I like that one. <laughs> It's with an exclamation point. So when you search for it in the Play Store, search for it with the exclamation point. This is an automated selfie for, uh, photographer that snaps stylish black and white photos. Basically, it's just the quintessential black and white photo. It's like museum quality black and white. Well, by museum quality, I mean it's the thing you'd see in the museum with, you know, it's like very heavily contrasted, but then the highlights are kind of like brought in so you can see the texture and the hair. It's just a photo booth. But it captures the photo every time you stop to pose, which I think is pretty cool. Yes, which is why it's called Selfissimo, because then you go <laughs> Selfissimo, blah, 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 and then you pose and then it takes the picture, right? Yeah, because that's the magic is the magic it knows when you're posing, which do I want my phone to know how I pose in the mirror? Because when you think about it, I've been posing with myself for my entire life. It's a very intimate thing. Now my phone's (laughs) going to know it. Hmm. (laughs) That that is an interesting technology. Like what if like for uh, if you if you have like that as like a default group photo setting, where anybody can sort of veto the capture if they're if they if there's if let's say they're chewing or they've got they have to they have to scratch the side of their nose if they just like start waving their hands the camera will say okay there's way too much movement of the people to take a picture so basically I'm I'm vetoing it so I can get the schmutz off the side of my face and then when I put my hand down and I actually stop and smile that's when it gets the picture but what if you are not smiling what if you are what if you're posing? What if you're smizing? How does it know? Smizing? Did you just make a word? What if you're, yeah, co- what if no, you're cosplaying Ty- as a Vulcan? Tyra Banks <laughs> came up with smizing, America's smizing. Next Top Model. It's when it's when you don't smile, but like your eyes kind of uptick. Like, ah, it's Flo's doing it now in the video feed. Absolutely no one else can see us, but it's amazing. It's, really, I just like, I don't, it's a really subtle thing. But anyway, like it's a way that you pose to kind of like make yourself seem happy, but then you're being very like, you know. Moody. Uh, Can I just say that smizing in my own little cue here is going to be worse than a, worse than advertorial, but not as bad as AppSperiment. Where, in this in this graph, Andy, in this flowchart, where do you put vlog? Does that go above or below smizing? <laughs> it's one syllable, so I have to cut it a little bit of slack. When you have one syllable, you don't have yeah. a lot to work with. AppSperiment. It's it's when for, it's one, two, three, four consonants in a row. And unless you're Welsh, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> for the iPhone users that are listening to our podcast, which we thank you for putting up with our silly jokes about your platform, Scrubbies is available for you. You can use that. That is uh, one of the experiments from Google. That lets you essentially manipulate the speed and direction of video playback. Uh, it kind of, it's a little like Instagram boomerangy in the sense that it's like this you make like a cool motion. It kind of adds a little, you know, it makes the photo a little or makes the video dynamic, you know, and then you share it. I, I do find it interesting that they chose the iOS users as the demographic for this particular app. Or I wonder if it's or I wonder if it's just something that's iOS that was easier to do on iOS than Android. 
Yeah, I, I, this almost feels a little bit so political. You've got so you've got storyboard Android only. You've got Selfissimo Android and iOS, and then you've got Scrubbies, you which is iOS only. Hands. It's it's like they built the perfect marketing pyramid. It's like one thing that's only on Android, one exactly. thing that's only on iOS, one thing that's on both. Enjoy. Exactly. That's what They're I doing mean. ABC testing. You're right. Yes. Come on, I see this Google. <laughs> we see you, Google. We see you. We see you. Um, but. Whatever, I guess it's fine. I mean, I'm an Android user, right? I just want to live in a comic world. Why would I want dynamic scrabbling to reveal? <laughs> I didn't want that anyway. Stupid, stupid. I think this stuff is cool. I like it when Google does this. I like it when it shares it with us. I know that behind all of these experiments, of which there are a variety, this is an app experiment, but there are Chrome experiments and Android experiments and um, and web VR experiments. And we've talked about many of those on this podcast just in the last couple of months. There's been so many and they're super fun. And they're also just a great way to kind of get acquainted with the things that these small teams in Google are working on that are a part of a bigger puzzle of this machine learning, um, all the things that go on at Google. This is why I love Google I.O., because this stuff is always on display. And um, it's, you know, it's, you know what, for a tech lover, if you just love this stuff, it's so much fun. Like, I derive so much joy just out of, like, using these little things. So I guess it's harmless. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah, they, they are pretty cool. There, there is one thing that you just reminded me of, Flo, and I know this is a, a pet topic of our show, but I still don't have the fence removey thing from Google Photos that you showed off at Google I.O., Google. I'm, not, I'm never going to forget about yeah. that. You showed me a picture of a kid playing baseball or whatever it was. You magically removed the fence with your machine learnings and then you never gave me that yeah. feature. Yep. That's right. No. That was, of all the stuff, all the times I was on radio or just talking to people about stuff announced at Google I.O., that was the one that got that most desired response of them repeating what you just said back as a question. Wait a minute. You mean that you take a picture through a chain link fence and it can remove the chain link fence? Like, yes, I did not. I do not lie. Maybe Google lied to me, but I did not lie to you about what Google said to me. This will indeed usher in a brand new age of looking as though your children are playing baseball with no safety equipment. Yes, that day we dreamed of is finally here. But yeah, I'm I'm waiting for that. I, I, would they would they announce it or would it just simply start showing up in your camera roll? They're just gonna show it up. Auto, <laughs> All right, yeah. this is like AR stickers. They're just gonna bring it in an update and then enjoy, and then it's like yay. This is what we need. We need our, our listeners out there to do. I need each and every one of you to find a chain link fence. Maybe make sure your kids or some kids you know are on the other side. Might be a bit creepy if you don't know Kids them. you know, please. Kids you know or kids that know you. <laughs> um, and snap some photos through a fence and just leave those in your Google photo library. And I'll, we want to know the second the fence disappears. Like we need to break that news here first on Material Podcast. Hmm. Or, go, or go if you don't have kids, like go to the zoo. Like That's where they're like bars, yeah. that That's sort better. of thing. And and just to teach the, uh, the the machine learning, take one picture with you like on the outside of the fence, and then climb it, and another picture on the other side of the fence, like without the bars, so the machine learning will learn. And make and- sure it's the tiger exhibit. <laughs> right. Yeah, and if they're looking they a bit hungry, people. I mean, you probably get a better shot if they're chasing you back well, out of the thing. So it's true, exactly. very dynamic. They, 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 they don't they don't put the bunny rabbits, the fluffy, adorable bunny rabbits behind bars. Yeah. It's, you know, so, so that's that why it's thing important for you to well. do this. Yeah. 
They think about, think about those chemists that would used to like conclude their experiments by drinking whatever it is they just <laughs> they just created, and only then did we realize that that mercury is poisonous, that hemlock will and hemlock and digitalis do. It was those people that taught everybody the benefit of the their, a great gift to the rest of the world. You could be that person. You could be part of a Snopes article saying, is it possible that someone was so stupid that they you climbed too. inside could be the, part the, of a the, the, article. the vampire and gorilla enclosure at the Washington National yeah. Zoo just to test out a camera feature? It's there possible. And you'd win an award. I believe there's something called a Darwin Award for that as well, which, I mean, if you don't have an opportunity to win a lot of awards, like why, why wouldn't you jump? you know, feet first into that. Um, while you're considering that, I have our second sponsor for you. So you can think that over. You're like, yes, yes, I do want to win me an award. But while you're thinking about that, uh, this episode of Material is brought to you by App Optics. Uh, they make application monitoring easy. So it shouldn't break the bank. It should be easy. App Optics is a next-generation application performance management system. It's built specifically to help developers and DevOps teams trace distributed transactions through their complex environment. So some of the things it includes is a broad APM language support with full auto-instrumentation. Uh, they have simple and easy-to-use infrastructure monitoring, which is all built in, and it's all supported by a large open community. So their plans start at just $7.50 a month and you can learn more at appoptics.com slash material. So that's A-P-P-O-P-T-I-C-S dot com slash material. So we encourage you, if this is your thing, to go check it out, appoptics.com slash material. Oh, can I say it? Can I say it? Can I say it? Can I say it? Go ahead. Have you wanted to say this for ages? Max. Sorry, keep going, Andy. <laughs> yes. So. <we're... laughs> flow. Max. Max. Yes. So now it's Google Home Max time. Um, I didn't order one. I didn't pre-order one. I didn't. I don't actually remember if you could pre-order one. Anyway, it's four hundred dollars for those who are interested. Available at the Google Store, Best Buy, Walmart, Verizon. This was the speaker that was announced. It was a hi-fi speaker that was announced during the Pixel Two. Uh, launch event. It has a 3.5 millimeter stereo jack, which the regular Google Home and the Google Home Mini do not. Although if you are brave, like uh, the video this, that has been going around the internet, um, you too can dunk your Google Home Mini into a warm uh, double broiler to unseal the glue and then reveal the headphone jack that apparently what? lives inside. It's not one of those yeah, internet pranks, is it? Because it sounds like one of those, put your put your phone in the microwave to charge. You're like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. No, no, no. This was a legit <laughs> How to the guy like shows you how to basically um, melt the glue, which makes total sense. I do it with a heat gun, so I guess it's no different. Uh, it's just it's, but it is it's nail biting to watch. Uh, the Go Home Max also has Bluetooth connectivity, so your iPhone friends can connect if they if they're over at your house. Uh, plus, there's a USB C port that can accept an Ethernet adapter, which is great because then that means you can actually stream like high fidelity audio without worry of choking the Wi-Fi. Does that still happen? <laughs> choking the Wi-Fi. Sounds like a euphemism. You might, you, might have, you might have one of those brick rec rooms and you can't get Wi-Fi in there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's also true. Um, it's also got six onboard microphones for the Farfield voice control uh, as well as the smart surround sound, the smart sound technology, which uses machine learning to adjust the equalization equalization settings uh, to the room that you're in, any obstacles that are in it, as well as the time of day, which can actually kind of affect the acoustics, believe it or not, um, because you don't want to have it 
to be really loud when it's kind of late at night, right? It also just for the chi in the room. So if the chi is wrong, you can, you can balance that out. Balance it right out. It's very out. true. Uh, also does, of course, because it has chrome gas integrated into it, it can do the multi-room uh, speaker setup and it has Google Assistant built in so you can do all the fun stuff like control your lights and lock the doors and have existential questions you ask it because you're just having a bad day and you need it to laugh. I suggest you try that if you haven't, because it actually works. <laughs> really helps. It's interesting. I mean, it's there. So I guess that they invited a bunch of people to the Google campus earlier this week to listen to it in a simulation of a living room that I'm sure was keyed towards not making it sound good at all. I'm sure that that would be the most fair way to do it. Uh, order started up on Monday. Uh, and so they so they have some pictures of people actually manhandling these things, about 11 pounds. So it's a solid sort of thing. It's about the size of a boot box. Uh, you can buy, you can pair them off and use them as actual stereo speakers, just like you can with, a, with the Apple HomePod, which uh, I think is a really good thing because you read all this sort of stuff about how it gives you this room, uh, like a, spe- a single speaker, uh, Bluetooth speakers give you real room filling sound. And I always think that, well, one other way to fill the room with sound is to have multiple speakers in the room and it will fill it just by existing in several spots at once, particularly if you want like actual stereo separation. It, it it looks pretty cool. Uh, most of the there's some people actually have them in their offices now. Not enough so they could not enough that they've been able to do more than just a quick. Here's our first experience with it. Uh, but they it's it's certainly not a, a it's certainly not a Google Pods experience where they immediately say, "Well, why isn't it working? I can't get it to do this," and how it just it left this sticky residue all over my head uh, or anything like that. So so far so good. Uh, I just it's going to be interesting once we see the HomePod show up. Don't know what the what the real holdup is there, but uh, it kind of goes a lot of it goes feature for feature, although it does. It's obvious that uh, connectivity is much, much more flexible on the Google Home. That's the thing that kind of will prevent me from buying a HomePod because it's another it's another really cool Apple thing that works exceptionally well with other Apple things. If you don't try to use it with an Apple thing, however, why don't you buy Apple things and be, be part of the club brass. This seems as though just, just like I, I do have a, an a iPod hi-fi that's been like my kitchen speaker. There's like this, the speaker they introduced with the iPod a couple of years after it came out. Uh, Steve jobs introduced it saying it sounds so good. I don't even have any other stereo equipment in my home anymore. Just iPod hi-fis. And although they, <laughs> it still has the old fashioned kajillion pin iPod connector and they canceled it a long time ago. I can still use it as my kitchen speaker because it has like a headphone stereo in. So I can still use it as a very, very good sounding little compact and battery operated speaker. So it's like, with a home max google home max i feel as though i will be able to i would be able to find a use for it no matter what i wind up doing with it over the next two or three years um it's but 400 bucks that's still a big hill for me to climb particularly if i want stereo speakers now i'm spending 800 for stereo speakers and that's like i can get a decent amp for 300 i can get two very good uh, wire cutter recommended speakers for the remainder of that money. It'll have something that's a little bit more flexible. I think that's. Uh, um, do you guys have Sonos? I've I have a couple. I was of Sonos just speakers. googling yeah. to see uh, how much. I was just googling to see how much the one is. The one is two hundred bucks, 
with yeah. uh, Alexa built in. Yeah, not only that, but Sonos has been going really hard on integrations like, you know, the, the Google Assistant, the, the Amazon side of things. Like at, they just announced a partnership with Ikea. They didn't actually tell anyone what they're doing. They're just like, we're working with Ikea. Uh, buy and yeah. so th- they're pushing hard into this whole like home speaker market and they've already got like an established brand with good quality speakers like this is a tough market to get into i mean the the google home max looks like it does what it says it does it looks pretty good i mean it is like you say andy 400 which when you you know translate that to dolly ruse it's probably like you know you're pushing up there you're like 700 sort of australian dollars that's like that's an expensive speaker and for that price like it, it but it be has like, machine learning. It true. has machine learning yeah. that adjusts to the acoustics in your room. And so you I want to see tilt it on its side. So you can tilt it on its side, and it's supposed <laughs> to be really high fidelity sound. So, and it has Google Assistant, which I, you know, compared, I don't know much about. I probably that's one thing that I definitely, since I started covering smart home stuff, I definitely need to start like looking into what it is that Apple's ecosystem offers in this realm. But I, from what I know is Alexa's number one in terms of um, connectivity with third parties and Google assistant is very far behind. Like Alexa has tens of thousands of integrations and assistant has, I believe hundred or thousands around the thousands. So there's still a lot to go, but I still like knowing that it has assistant on it makes me more inclined to buy it because I have a whole ecosystem of Google devices in my houses, in my house. I only have one house. Don't get <laughs> I've got excited. One in every house. That was a slip from my from my talking. Um so yeah, I I don't know, but I also don't need this because I have like I've mentioned a stereo speaker that my husband has kept around for like decades and it's still it's super loud and who cares if it's big it adds the ambiance of the living room not everything has to be minimalist yeah. people okay not everything <laughs> yeah. has to be minimalist that's 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 absolutely true there's also i i gotta admit that what in the 90s i bought my one and only really good stereo system because i yeah. spent four or five months writing a book and gotten like my last advance check and i'm like i haven't showered in a month i haven't eaten anything that wasn't prepackaged in two months i know i lost the ability to see color because i've just been staring at this mac screen and typing i'm buying myself a kick-ass stereo and and it's I packed it when I moved 10 years ago. I never unpacked it because the way I listen to music is no longer there is one place huh. in the house that has good stereo in it. And that's where you go to listen to music or do whatever. It's always about you have a halfway decent speaker every place you're likely to want to listen to music. So maybe as part of a complete breakfast, given that you can mm. do multi-room with it. So maybe this like the really good room was going to ha- is going to have the four, $400 Google yeah. Home Max, but you're going to have other Chromecast devices or other Google Home devices in the kitchen, in the bedroom, in the bathroom so that you can start listening to a podcast or an album like while you're getting dressed while you're waking up and you know getting getting your head together and it continues on without without interruption into the bathroom when you're showering and then back into the bedroom when you're uh, when you're dressing and then back into the kitchen when you're having breakfast so eh, maybe you know if you got 400 bucks fine that's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge you for this. I and I'm also in the position where setting up setting putting all the furniture and stuff in this new house, it really is like I'm still not even tempted to buy a super duper stereo. There is 
the slightly good sound setup that goes next to the big TV in the living room. But then there's like the slightly good pair of like separated speakers that will go into the office. A slightly the iPod Hi-Fi is still going into the kitchen. So there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of room to reinvent how people experience audio. So I'm I'm keen to see who's spending four hundred dollars for these smart speakers. I'm sure this I'm sure there's going to be people out there who love them. I'm just don't know exactly who's going to be it. College kids and people with garages, people who have dance parties in the garage. <laughs> dance parties in the garage, yes. Okay, just for the record, I grew up with a family that threw a lot of dance parties, so <laughs> I'm being whole, I'm being totally serious because what Andy's talking about is my is my usage case. We have the yeah. one the one room where the dancing happens is where the great stereo is, and everywhere else has a Google Home or. I've got an old man question for you. Does it does it feel like in the eighties and nineties, yes. like every single person had a stereo in the house? Like without fail, there was a stereo somewhere in the house, often in like the lounge room or like the main sort of living area. I feel a like stereo was a. It was definitely. I have you know, to like say, some a, kind of speakers a, and. Yep. Well, it was definitely a who could afford it, like had a really nice like stereo speaker. Oh yeah, I'm but not even a saying lot like of if us you had, just like, had like boom boxes. No, but everybody had something right now. I feel like you walk it's into true. a lot of people's houses now and like pretty much everyone has a TV if they're not being all like hippie or whatever. Hipster. Oh, I see what you're asking. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. everybody had a stereo. Like there was always people always comparing stereos like, oh, what do your speakers sound like? You know, what does this sound like on your speakers? I feel like now nobody has, has stereos apart from the real sort of audio. Why do you think audio. Circuit City doesn't exist anymore? Yeah. yeah. So what, like. <laughs> well, price gouging. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. A whole Service thing. contracts. That too. <laughs> that too also contributed to the downfall of. Um. So, I mean, do, do you know what I mean? Like people used to wear watches, right? Everybody had a watch and then all of a sudden we got phones and, and most of the people that wore watches no longer wore watches. They're like, my phone tells the time it's good enough. Like, watch companies are now like, please buy our watches. Buy our watches. And maybe there's a little bit of <laughs> a renaissance nice. in the watch market, but it, it's kind of dead. Like I wonder if is the home stereo market dead or is that primed to make like some kind of like comeback? Like could this actually trigger something or is this just a product that only like you know, people with a lot of money are going to buy. If you judge by CES, you would think it is not dead because CES is like has an entire just area for audio equipment and audio. But the thing is, a lot of the audio companies, now that I'm delving into the smart speaker space, a lot of the audio companies now are taking Alexa and Google Assistant and putting it on their speaker technology and repackaging that and selling it to people and saying, look, now it has like all these smart capabilities. So I think, I think now we're just selling a different, as Andy says, a different way to, to listen to music. I think too, with, I would say maybe living situations with like the single family home, not being, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but with the way we're evolving, like having headphones and like that experience I feel like maybe has become more of a way that we I don't know I'm trying to make some sort of connection here <laughs> not only that but I think I think you're onto something because and part of it is that if you have a music collection it's going to be it's going to have to be hundreds of CDs or hundreds of albums mm-hmm. now it is can be as simple as a flash drive uh, the controls are going to be on a touchscreen. You don't have to have like a shoebox size graphic equalizer with sliders for each thing. You don't need a million buttons and knobs. So it's it's harder to sell a component to somebody saying the reason why this costs eight hundred dollars instead of three hundred dollars is look how many more knobs and lights this thing has. So you can't really impress people by walking into the living room and them they seeing these big Stonehenge style speakers. Like there's a uh, one of my favorite YouTubers um, is uh, is the Techmoan 
T-E-C-H-M-O-A-N channel. And he does a lot of like really good videos about like vintage audio, although it's not just a vintage audio channel. And so he collects, he likes these cool like 70s, 60s, 80s, everything that used to, that can be used to play music, going back to like German weird plastic boxes that have like plastic loops of of recording stuff in them he has that so occasionally like he'll just show show something that he's put he's put into a stereo setup and it's this wonderful just wall of knobs and lights and switches going all the way back to 70s reel to reel to like a modern sony like hard drive based like server sort of uh, sort of setup and until we can get people to think that that's incredibly cool, and we just as a just as an art installation, we want a wall of more spinning spinning knobs and lights again. It's going to be speakers are now small things that you hide. You don't know where the music is coming from because it's all streaming from your phone or a server that's two floors away anyway. I'm I most I'm, I'm just to, I'm just to button it up. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I felt myself spinning them into like a really good hour long topic. But I'll just end by saying like. Uh, to the computer to my left right now is ripping on yet another DVD because I'm two years into this project, nearly done with it, remastering all of my CDs and also ripping all my DVDs and Blu-rays to this tiny little box that would have held maybe two dozen cassettes uh, in my car in, in, the, in the late 80s. But it is a, a NAS server that has... Uh, has tens of thousands of uh, of, uh, of of uh, tracks of music. It has a couple of hundred of movies and TV shows, and I never have to actually touch any physical media after I'm done with this big ripping project because it'll always be just a screen in Plex. It'll just I don't know where it's coming from. I just know that here's a screen here. Here are two tiny speakers that do their best to be invisible. So we're just interacting with the content we don't even care about the the gadget that delivers it i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because i i am old enough to enjoy big fat banana toggle switches and click and view meters to go click 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 when you know you've got the volume up properly high for the music that you your parents don't want you to listen to <sighs> there's gonna be a lot of us like that i think this is <laughs> slightly related but i think there's gonna be a lot of us who are in in one realm of our uh of our electric mechanical world we're gonna have a really hard time like moving forward my thing is the car um (laughs) as i was lamenting like the screens and cars today because i just i like that my car is a sanctuary from the world it is it is my space it is not full of distractions i don't have any distractions in there because i refuse because driving is the only thing I want to do. And I worry I'm not going to like have that in the future. And so I think it's the same thing with for audiophiles as well, is just to, to well, not just audiophiles, just music lovers, people who just want to, why do you think I have these big cans on my head right now? Because I just sometimes just like to sit in this chair behind me and just like listen to some music real loud. But guess where I listen to it from? This computer I'm talking to you guys from. <laughs> And by the way, it's streamed. It's not even locally stored on this laptop. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, I forgot that I that I uh, changed the echo behind me to the c word, the the c o m p t. Oh, you changed it to the c, and now it's yeah, going I changed off. it. And yeah. It just reacted. So if you heard that, sorry. That that's payback for the amount of times you mentioned the a word. I was wondering why you were dropping it like with the with nonchalance. I changed it because like, I was ah, podcasting you in your here. Word. 
Uh, yeah, it was podcasting in here, but I guess I should change it to something that I also don't like because apparently, <laughs> hello, Flo, you cover this stuff. Oh, that's hilarious. We do okay. we do have one last quick topic to round you out. If you're someone who likes lollipops, you like them so much, you're still running Android Lollipop on your phone version 5.0, we have both good news and bad news. Um, I'm going to deliver the good news and then I'll let one of you two deliver the bad news because I don't like to be the bearer of bad news. So Google's giving you the Google Assistant. So if you're a user who has their language set to English and you're in the US, UK, India, Australia, Canada or Singapore, um, as well as the, those who have their default language set to Spanish in the US, Mexico, Spain, and Spain, sorry, uh, Google will be rolling this out. That's amazing. You're going to get the Google Assistant, something previously not available to you. So what's what's the bad news? The bad news, I'll, 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 lay, it, I'll lay it down for everybody. It's not baked into the launcher. So you can only activate it through the Google app, which means you have to tap a lot on the screen to get it versus like the long press of the home button. Or, or, or what I have discovered that, by the way, you can do this with, um, you could do this with some cases. Guess what? Some of the Pixel 2 cases are soft enough that you could still squeeze. Yay! <laughs> uh, and I finally learned how to squeeze my phone, by the way. And now that I understand the mechanism, like, Every day, squeezing it. I'm just squeezing it. And look, if you run an Sorry, Android 5.0 phone and you're thinking it's time to upgrade this. and you're out of contract and you've got a bit of money, maybe squeeze it really, really, really hard and get yourself a new phone. It's because then you can squeeze it. Because mm, then you'll legitimately squeeze be able to squeeze it. it without breaking it. You know, at the end of 2017, I'm glad that we have phones that can be squeezed, but I, I, I want a phone <laughs> that will hug back. Aww. I'm glad that we have phones that can be squeezed. <laughs> no, I agree about the hug. It doesn't hug back. Also, when when yeah, when they and also when the when the Google Assistant says you know goodbye, thank you, or have a good day, I don't I don't think it means it. <laughs> I think it's just being polite. I think it's just been told this is how you interact with people. Uh, there was an article the other day that was going on around that was going around saying asking people if they if they thank their assistants after they do something, and I just want to put it on the record out there and say that I thank my assistants, everyone that I've had really? be a slave in this house i thank them because i feel like you know it's good it's good digital karma not, not only that it's it's good user interface it's i, I actually yeah. this I, i'm not joking like after i after i tested the uh uh the uh, the, the the amazon echo like the my first feedback to the engineers was that uh you know, when you when there's a timer and it's going it's making the timer goes off and it's it's like you know, and you and, and you have to sort of bark, you know, Alyosha, <laughs> stop. I would think that a better interface would be say, Alyosha, thank you, which is how you interact with people. It's more polite and say, basically saying, I acknowledge that you've done the thing that I asked you to do. Thank you for having done that. I would like you to stop that Helps now. Helps you teach you your kids to... too. Because exactly. then the kids have to say it to the smart speaker. Yeah, right. and or I think it's, it's, it's a good thing. You know how they have, people have that thing, like how do you tell this person you've just gone on a date with, like are they a good person or not? You look at the way they treat the the waiters and the waitresses or maybe the next sort of iteration of that is you look at how they treat their digital assistants and if they're yelling at them and barking commands and not saying thank you, then you're like, maybe this is a person <laughs> I don't want to continue dating. Like it's it's a good indicator. I'm going to give that... Would dole that advice out to to my my uh, my twenty year old cousins. <laughs> don't don't date anybody who doesn't say thank you to their digital assistants. Kids kids out there listening, that's that's 
gold-plated advice. If they treat, if they say please and thank you to a to a waiter, or to people and people who are in like a they're here to they're being paid to help you, that means that they are there's something intrinsically very good about them. If they say nothing, that's indeterminate, but it's not a plus. If they are mean, if or if they God forbid summon a waiter by going or by pointing, you know. That this is this is why you decided to start with lunch and not even start off with dinner. That was that's a bad sign. And what are digital assistants if not like the the virtual representation of these things? So on this amazing life advice note, it's probably it's probably time to wrap the show. We've gone long enough. So um, Florentius Ionius, where where can people find you on the the interwebs? <laughs> Uh, I promise I'm going to update my website this week and in a, in a way to promise, I'm going to tell you all to visit it this weekend at florenceion.com where I will finally tell people where I'm, <gasps> I, like, cause happening. no, I'm not, I'm not doing any, no, I've, I'm freelancing still. I just, it changes, you know, it changes who you freelance for, right? It's uh, I'm running <laughs> a business here, people. What can I do? <laughs> yeah, you there know? you go. <laughs> It's it's you suckers out there who are only working for one employer who are screwed. We I can mean, get fired three or four times, and you know what? We still got a roof over our heads. We don't have anything to eat, <laughs> and it's not heated, and there's no electricity, but we still got the roof. Yeah, exactly. Because I know if I never have a job, I can always move back in with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Safety net. <laughs> and Mr. Andreshevsky Inatkovich, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, spell my last name. I'm Anatko on Twitter, Anatko on Instagram, and my blog is at anatko.com. And the silly stuff about technology I write for pay is at the Chicago Sun-Times website, suntimes.com. And you can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter where I've been informed this week that I say too many negative things about Apple. So next week, I promise, it's just all going to be Apple lovey-dovey uh, stuff that you'll find on my Twitter account. You can find our show at Material Podcast on the Twitter. Uh, you can find all the show notes and uh, more details about our show at relay.fm slash material and you can also sponsor us there if you want to go crazy and you want to chip in for a membership you can it's all available there on the website um so yeah until next week make sure you're really nice to your digital assistants